Well, this week here in the United States, we are approaching the Thanksgiving holiday, and for most of us, that means the following things are going to happen. We're going to be maybe getting together with family and friends and eating a lot, big meal, maybe going out the day before, the Wednesday before. For, for some cocktails, and then maybe going out the day after on what we call Black Friday uh, for shopping or even over the weekend. And also for a lot of us, this goes with being off of school, taking a break, or taking a break from work, or even traveling. So those are kind of the standard things that generally happen to us over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. But during this time... We are flooded with messages about giving thanks, right? That's all we see on social media. It's all we see on television or on the news or things that you might read. And it's the one time of year where we publicly and privately hear everyone talking about giving thanks. And yet, for the other 364 days out of the year, that can get clouded with other things that go on in our life. And we forget at times about gratitude or giving thanks all year round. Now, while it is important, very important to give thanks for what we really have in the present, what we have right now in the present, we often do not practice giving thanks for what has happened in our past. And that especially is true when stuff has happened in our past that can be uncomfortable, painful, or traumatic. We look back at those things with anxiety. We get triggered, right? We all get triggered with that. We also resist doing things in the present and and thinking about the future because of those past experiences. We resist it, and that is built from fear, which we talk about often on this podcast. So today, what I want to do is give you three tips that will help you look back at your past pull more gratitude out of the experiences that you have had so that you can use this to push yourself forward to becoming bigger, brighter, and happier for yourself because that's what you deserve in your future, the brightest and happiest version of yourself. Because after all, isn't that why we're here? To be happy? If you're not here to be happy, then I suggest you stop listening to this episode right now. So before we dive into these three thi- these three tips, I highly, highly, and I have spoken about this many times, I have highly recommended adding a gratitude practice into one of your daily routines. And this is going to come in handy when we talk about these three tips. I like to do my gratitude practice in the morning when I'm doing it with my journaling. I often write down two or three things, maybe more, it gets... Sometimes I fill up half of a page, a page, or I go even farther with things that I'm grateful for. And these things can be so simple, like electricity, like the clothes you're wearing, like the fact that you have a car or another mode of transportation to get around. Uh, Well, you do because we all have uh, our legs and feet to walk around. And if we don't have those things, hopefully we've got wheelchairs and people to help us around. So the fact that we can be mobile for most of us, there are 
maybe remote controls for your television. That's something to be grateful for, that you can taste food, that you have drawers to put your clothes in. I mean, these don't need to be big, long gratitude essays where you're trying to make the language in the in your journal so flowery and perfect. The practice of gratitude is very simple. The more simple you keep it, the more you train yourself to think bigger and bigger with gratitude for bigger things that happen in your life. Like when you get a job promotion or an advancement in your company or you start that business. Maybe when you're getting ready to take that big vacation and you're on vacation and you're feeling so grateful that you're traveling. Maybe you're so grateful because a partner has come into your life or you're going to take new steps in your relationship, your intimate relationship. Uh, A new baby is on the way, etc. These big life events get you so excited because of the joy that they bring you. And that leads us to the three ways to look at things in the past with more gratitude because it's not often that we think of the negative big life events with gratitude. We think of them with displeasure, with pain, with sadness, and etc. So number one is just that. Here it is. Focusing on the small things for gratitude right now, which is what I just gave you a list of. Some of those examples about, you know, the clothes you're wearing, the electricity, the car, the way you get around, the remote for your TV, the way you taste foods, on and on. Some of the small things that happen to you that you have, that you can taste, that you can touch, that you can see all around you, those, some of those small things, it's so important to get focused on the gratitude for them right now. You can be so grateful for just having a toothbrush, a nice hot shower, that cup you reach for to have your morning coffee, maybe that device you're listening to my voice on right now. You see, when you're doing, what you're doing with this is you're training your brain to start to become grateful for everything instead of resisting everything right? So it's harder to be grateful for the big things that can be negative when you are not focused on being grateful for the small things. Let me say that again. It is harder to be grateful for big things that happen to you that are negative when you are not focusing on being grateful for the small things, whether those small things are positive or negative in your life. It is easy to feel a rush of gratitude when you find out you are expecting a newborn baby because it's such big news and it floods you with this overwhelming positive emotion. But it is not easy to be grateful if you fall and injure yourself because your brain obviously equates pain or discomfort to resistance. The big events in your life, past and present and future, are just happening, you are responsible for how you react to them. So number one, focusing on the small things will get you to not only be grateful for the big, great things that happen, but also those big negative things that could happen. Strange, but that leads us into number two, which is rephrasing the question. We ask ourselves this question often when something bad happens to us. Why is this happening to me? Or we look back on our past and we say, why did that happen to me? Those are the questions we ask ourselves automatically. 
We need to rephrase that question to, uh uh-oh, what is this teaching me? Or what did that teach me? When you are going about your day and practicing gratitude for small things, that doesn't always mean it's the good things, like I just said a a moment ago. You might get flipped off at a red light. You might cut someone off in traffic and then get that, that finger, right? You might have a nasty customer or a nasty coworker you dealt with at your job today. You might get a paper cut or a small minor injury, a bump. And when that happens, we love to stay in the negative mindset, ruminating on why it happened, what caused it to happen, what we should have done to avoid it, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? That translates to the bigger things that happen when we are negative. And we start asking our questions, those same questions about the bigger negative things that happen to us. And it's important to rephrase those big negative events to yourself in your life and how it's teaching you something. An example of that would be losing a job, which is very big and it's very traumatic. It affects your entire life when you lose a job. You suddenly won't, when that happens, the first thing that happens, you're not gonna be grateful right away. And that's normal and that's absolutely okay. There's no one saying, oh boy, if you have a big big trauma that happens in your life, you should just not not feel the emotions and just say, well, screw it. You know, we're gonna just be grateful right away. I mean, if you can, great. But what is happening to you when the big negative events in your life is going on, you automatically revert to survival mode. And that's important because our brain must do that in order to protect us. So there's nothing wrong or stupid or ridiculous about defaulting into survival mode. It's what we do as human beings. But it's when you stay stuck in the why did this happen to me, instead of feeling the emotion and working into what it is teaching me, that's when the perspective begins to change. So we must rephrase the question. That's number two. So number one, remember, recapping, focus on the small things. Number two, rephrase the question. Not why did this happen or why is this happening, but what has happened that it's teaching me? What is this teaching me? On to the third and final. You must reframe the situation because you are not your thoughts. When we are not in gratitude, our heads talk us into believing that we did something wrong to cause this thing that happened to us in the past or maybe something that has just happened, this happening to you in the present that you're going through. Our brains want to automatically default into, well, we must have done something wrong and that's why we're in this situation. You may also believe that you are what happened to you, that you are your own enemy. And therapy is a great tool to work through this professionally because it's important to remember medical attention should always be sought after if you're facing depression or severe anxiety or anything that is impacting your ability to function day to day. But reframing the situation like that job loss is doing something like this. Once you get past that initial shock, because it's going to be there and you should feel that initial shock. You should feel that initial loss. You should feel that initial state of, "Uh uh-oh, what in the hell am I going to do now? You have to get past those things first. Once you have, and you're like, all right, 
Now I'm gonna start working on moving forward. It's time to reframe that situation to something like this must have happened because I cannot move into my next chapter of my life while working at this job. Something bigger and more fulfilling is coming. And let me tell you something about the word fulfilling. Fulfilling does not mean that you're gonna make more money, okay? It, it could mean that you may have a better schedule that you just don't know about yet. You have, it's a better proximity to where you live. There are different people that are gonna come and they're gonna enrich your life in a different way than your old job. There could be new ways to be creative. So taking the leap, of faith and being more creative in your new job might be coming instead of being stuck in the old habits you had in your old one. You might have less responsibility too. And listen, I have lost jobs with a ton of responsibility and then new ones came along with way less responsibility and to me that's fulfilling. Maybe you're tired of being the person in charge. Maybe you're tired of being the supervisor or the manager or the boss or the owner, and maybe you're ready to relinquish some of that and it turns into something that's more fulfilling for you. Reframing a friendship that ended could be something like this. Well, we aren't growing together anymore. We could sense the distance starting or the values are changing. Our values are not aligning. And so instead, I'm gonna look back, instead of looking back on what went wrong in this friendship, why didn't I do enough? Why didn't they do enough? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? Oh my goodness, and you go on and on and ruminate and ruminate and loop and loop and loop and loop and loop. Looking back with gratitude and instead of replaying all those scenarios because they dishonor you, all that does is dishonor you and, and dishonor your, your former friend or your former close friend. And by the way, it's more dishonoring to try to make something work with something with people that, that you're trying to force things to work together. It's more dishonoring to do that than it is to let go and be grateful. So that's why reframing that into what did that person teach me? What did this friendship or relationship teach me? Where did we grow together? Why were they maybe in my life at that time? And what were they teaching me at that moment? And now that lesson is over and it's time to move on to someone else's, to have someone else in my life or other people in my life who are gonna teach me new lessons. And while it's hard for us to let go of old relationships and old friendships because we miss the way things were at the beginning or we miss the way things, we, when we used to hang out a certain, a certain number of days or th you shared certain things and then suddenly you start to grow apart, we resist that very often. But reframing the situation teaches us that we are not our thoughts, that we are just flowing in reality. Because you are not your thoughts, you are you. You are a superb and divine being with a life that you have been gifted to have fun and to be happy. And if you spend time focusing on, the, on being grateful for the small things, number one, the small things, and then number two, rephrasing the question instead of, why did this happen? Rephrasing it to, what is it teaching you? And what I mean by why did this happen to you? I mean, oh, why did this happen to me? Woe is me. It's all, everything bad is always happening to me. That phrase, that dialogue and phrase in our inner, our inner dialogue, we hear those phrases floating around. Okay, rephrasing that again to, what was this teaching me? And finally, that takes us to that third and final reframing of the entire situation and knowing that we're not our own thoughts. Because that is the reframe that you need 
from your past and your present, which leads you to that beautiful, happy future that you deserve. I cannot wait to see you on our next episode where I have got a beautiful Thanksgiving, giving thanks, gratitude mantra that I'm going to share with you. It's a short and sweet episode. I cannot wait for you to hear it. And I hope that these three tips have helped you today in finding a little more happiness in your life because you deserve it. See you soon, everyone. The Strength Yoga and Freedom Community is not only a podcast, but also a YouTube channel. So check out the YouTube channel for our all levels yoga classes highlighted by a gentle yoga flow for beginners, which is a three-part series dedicated to teach you the foundations of yoga in a gentle, easy to understand way. Also, sign up for our once a week email in the description of this episode, where I give you more insight into tools you can use to become a happier person, as well as bonus features that no one else gets. And of course, you'll get updates there in that email on your favorite mascot and icon, Cody, who is my cat, who appears in all of our yoga videos. So go sign up for the email in the description below and go subscribe to the YouTube channel also in the description. Okay, one last thing. The content in the Strength, Yoga, and Freedom podcast is not intended as a replacement or a substitution for the advice of any medical professional, like a physician, a psychologist, or a qualified therapist or any other medical professional. It is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only.